Welcome to Entrepreneurial Minds, a podcast where we will be talking to multiple entrepreneurs to understand their journey, a journey with that will help other aspiring entrepreneurs and people who want to build their dream ideas. Hello everyone. Here we are again publishing the second episode from the season Bootstrap to Success. In today's episode we will speak with Avinash Gauri, a friend of mine and a serial entrepreneur who had a success in IT services as well as renewable energy solutions. Avinash began his entrepreneurial journey very early in his career. His strong belief in young talent in this country is also reflected in his position as a visiting professor at many institutes including VIT Pune. Now let's hear about his own challenges, successes and failures today. Hello everyone, so we have today Avinash Gauri uh, who is uh, I would say one of the serial entrepreneurs and good friend of mine. Uh, we have been in the same college. So it's a good uh, conversation altogether for me because I'm hosting this podcast with one of my college colleagues and uh, uh, and I'm hosting a person who was with me in my engineering college days. So welcome to the podcast, Avi. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Shaz. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. So uh, Avinash, uh, before we actually start uh, with the actual con- conversation around bootstrapping, uh, startups, we would love to hear uh, what all initiatives you have been <clears throat> on and uh, briefly uh, to let the audience know basically what are things you have been working on still now. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, so I've been like, you know, in industry since last 17, 18 years. Uh, I've done my uh, Bachelor of Computer Engineering from Pune University. Uh, then <clears throat> uh, when I begin my career, I always work with startups. I work with three different startups. Uh, one of them was GS Lab, where I, you know, my area of work was telecom domain, uh, working on voice over IP and ISAF SS7, uh, mainly on our telecom protocols. Then somewhere around 2008, when I uh, was in the US for one of our assignments, uh, I met a couple of people, and that's where, like, you know, this this idea came into my mind, like, you know, I could, uh, maybe I could give it a try. Because at, at that time, I was having around four years of experience. And uh, I didn't have, like, you know, uh, any formal experience because I was, I'm the first generation entrepreneur in my family. So, uh, so there was a time when I decided, like, let me, let me give it a try. So, so I met few people uh, who were interested to, you know, work with uh, Indian companies to, you know, uh, work with them as a technology partner. So that's where I started, you know, consulting arm. Like started hiring people, uh, and uh, slowly, like you know, we started taking up assignments, projects. And by 2009, I met one of my uh, other partner. Uh, so he had a product idea, and so we joined hands together because we have seen the journey uh, in GS Lab where uh, we had a like, fantastic product as well as like in a very uh, niche team uh, where they used to work in networking domain, telecom domain, uh, device drivers and you know kernels and a lot of core areas. So and, and they also invested into product because a talented team was working on it. 
So that's where we started our solutions and we launched our product. I'll talk about it that in later, in later stages about that journey. Uh, since 2009, we have been working with uh, most of our clients as a technology partner. Uh, we have about uh, 80 people team. Uh, we started a branch in Solapur, which is my hometown. And we uh, still continue with Pune operations uh, at the Banet. And in 2018, I started a renewable energy company called Zero Build Solutions, where we built our own uh, hybrid solution for street lights, which is having a micro wind turbine and uh, a solar light. So this wind turbine was designed by us. And uh, through that, we, we got a, a one project from NFR, Northeast Frontier Railways, and we deployed our solution at Bogibil uh, Bridge in Assam. And then we also built our own charging station called OnePlug. And uh, we have done like a couple of assignments in Assam and Bangalore for renewable energy solutions, right from uh, converting your home gridless to you know, charging solutions and all. And we continue to do some uh, you know, improvements into uh, the batteries and all, but that's the recent thing we are working on. Uh, the lockdown has slowed us down, but uh, we are still making progress in that area. Uh, along with that, uh, we started a company called Learn Coach uh, two years back, uh, which is to create a digitization for schools, uh, giving like you know ERP LMS solutions driven by AIML. And we also started teaching coding to students because we realized that's an area where uh, something needs to be done. And, you know, if industry experts start helping students right at the early age that could give an advantage. This idea came into my mind when, uh, I mean, I work as a visiting uh, faculty for uh, VIT Pune. So I've seen a couple of students who had done their programming courses, uh, right from Python, Java, PHP and all, when they were in like uh, eight, nine standard. And when I was teaching them, they were like way ahead of the rest of the class. And you know, so one of my students actually was planning to launch his own startup in second year. So I, I analyzed like, what was the difference? The other students were struggling to learn basics. So he had an advantage because he learned the programming way back in his school days. So that's where we thought like, you know, coding should be introduced. And with that thought in my mind, we started learn coach division where we, uh, we are now teaching coding for uh, tier two and tier three students, uh, city students. Right? And we have been running like, you know, a lot of batches in Solapur. And now we, we have acquired a couple of schools in Pune where we'll be starting with coding as well as their uh, digitization of their entire school operations. Yeah, uh, actually, so yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much about me. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah, sorry. Uh, actually, I wanted to say like, you know, uh, probably our next generation would be like, you know, getting into entrepreneurship well ahead of time. Like we'll start seeing people starting their companies off directly in a college. So definitely, this will definitely help them in terms of getting uh, understanding of technology. And one thing I really loved, uh, you have three companies, uh, probably three initiatives right now working. So really great. Uh, and, uh, you saw like yeah. three initiatives in two different areas, right? Definitely, yeah. And that's really great. Uh, so uh, I, you mentioned that, you know, uh, you actually started your first company in 2009. 
uh, over the period, like it's 21 now, so over the period of such a long time, did you ever realize that, you know, now is a time I need a funding, I need to scale up. How did you make that decision that, you know, uh, I don't want, I want to go probably in organic growth way and not rely on a VC funding. What was your decision? Uh, like what were, what were the factors you consider for making this decision? Right. So uh, we did try for getting funding uh, uh, maybe at least uh, three or four times. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, we were always working on generating our own capital. So when okay. we launched our product called GoSocially.com, uh, it was like a good story there. Like we launched this product and Hootsuite uh, came exactly after one week. Right? And then uh, it was a social media collaboration platform where you know you can configure all your social media networks and you can publish and it will go to all different networks. So we had launched that product and what we realized, like, you know, so having a product is always a good idea, but along with the product, people will always feel for some specific customization or like their own, I mean, uh, things which are related to their brand. So they, you know, the, the process they follow, right? So our first two customers were Times of India, Hindustan Times. And uh, in, when we work with Hindustan Times, there are a lot of customization requests. They needed like, you know, certain things to be done in a particular way, which was uh, aligned with their business processes, their own, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, methodologies. So uh, we were getting a lot of consulting requests from them. Can you customize this? Can you do this? Can you do this? So uh, it was a bit difficult for us to say no, because, you know, somebody else can get into this area because uh, you can imagine like 2008-9 that was the area when social media facebook and all they were like you know uh, getting started and a lot of people were you know looking uh, that as a business opportunity so yeah, yeah so we what i found in 2010 so <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, coming back to your question right so we uh, started getting all these consulting requests. Uh, we went on to work with like, you know, uh, Dove, India Ponds, uh, Movies Now and Z Cafe and a few other brands in uh, India, as well as a couple of brands from UK and US. So most of them had a customization request. So we started building our consulting arm. And once we had built that expertise, that skill set, uh, we started advertising the, that skill set, that team. And we started getting funds through that. So the problem we had with funding, should we like scale up the product, should we do it? Uh, so that was in a way solved through this consulting assignments we were getting. And what we realized, uh, instead of doing, you know, consulting in a traditional way, uh, we took one step further and we planned to be their technology partner. So rather than getting like, you know, maybe one time or like, you know, six months assignment, we offered them, okay, why don't we become your technology partner and all the you know, solutions you need in this particular area, we will offer that to you and we'll set up a dedicated team for you. So that has worked for us. And uh, so the cash flow was coming through that. So we really, uh, we are obviously we needed uh, money to scale up and all, but we're never being desperate. Okay, we now need money. We are, we are out of like our funds. So that flow was always coming through that consulting area. So that we did a balancing act there. 
Great, great. So uh, it looks like your consulting actually has overcome your cash flow issues and being a technology partner made sure that you have a consistent work right. uh, teams in the company. Yeah, great. So you, you mentioned like uh, you are able to generate the cash flows because of some of the engagements that you got, right? Like, but most yeah. of the startups at their early stage, uh, it's really hard for them to generate the recurring cash flows, right? Uh, so right. what do you think like as an early stage startup like founders or an entrepreneurs, uh, what they really need to do to generate those cash flows? Right. So uh, we have like a couple of mentors, like, you know, we used to consult them. And uh, one of our mentors mentioned, mentioned one thing, which I still, you know, use it. And I still follow that. So instead of generating revenue, try to generate a revenue source. So it's very difficult, like, you know, converting a customer into a technology partner. So what initially we did, we, you know, we convinced them, we did a, you know, prototype, we offered them like, you know, let's try this model for three months. If it doesn't work, we'll, you know, we'll stop it. And uh, otherwise we'll continue, like, you know, because, uh, we realize if our customer grows, we will grow as well. And you know, I can proudly say one of our customer, uh, so the company completed 12 years last uh, this month only. And we have a customer who is working with us this last 11 years. And they have grown and we have grown with them as well. And we have a few more customers like, you know, with working with us since 10 years, eight years. So that actually helped. And uh, in a way we were lucky, but at the same time, uh, we really put our best efforts to convert that revenue into revenue source. So we offered them like best of our uh, talents. Uh, some of the times, like or rather most of the times, initially I worked with them very closely with the technology team, with the client. We uh, in involved our customer in making decisions. Uh, initially they were like very hesitant. We didn't want, we don't want to get into technology. That was their segment, but we educated them. Uh, you should realize what you're building should have a shelf life. You should make a proper choices. So we build their confidence, right? Even now we involve them. Okay. Which one do you want to go ahead with? Are you going to go with like, you know, a hybrid mobile app or do you want to get into a native app? So we will, you know, dumb it down for them. Okay. This, these are the advantage. These are the, you know, weaknesses. Like you'll have to like decide between this and we recommend this based on this analysis. So once we build that confidence, and this is really important for everybody. So if you are getting into consulting, try to look for a revenue source because once you, so for growth, you have to sustain first. And the sustenance comes from this you know, recurring revenue source. So that would be my advice for bootstraps, uh, like the bootstrapping uh, companies. Uh, you mentioned like when you started with that go socially like around in 2010 okay you were able to get uh, uh, with the times of india right so right. how did you actually initially capture your early adopters so uh, how you are able to identify like, that particular opportunity with times of india right so uh, as i mentioned we had few mentors who we have we still have them they help us so uh, when we we had this idea Right. So we did research and uh, we realized like the pain the companies would have, right. If they have to push the same news across multiple channels and then 
gauge onto the response they're getting uh, so they can you know improve their engagement with customers so what kind of a story is uh, can get like more hits you know more views they can yeah, they can draw users back to their websites or their portals so uh, we presented this idea and so so one of our mentor introduced us uh, to you know, hindustan times and then to times of india so we had those connects so that actually helped so uh, since beginning i always you know uh, believe that if you have a good relations good connections right meet with variety of people uh, you know uh, explain your ideas you know uh, take their advice take their guidance right uh, follow the instructions or like you know the uh, suggestions they will have and understand like you know if they are trying to help you follow that so we had good connects and that really helped us to you know crack a couple of our first uh, initial clients and once we had these two brands it was quite easier for us to acquire the next set of customers yeah the couple of points that you shared it for past uh, two questions like you mentioned having the right mentors and it will play a very key role and also helps us to build a network so as an entrepreneur what are the various avenues or then ways that uh, we will be able to find out the right, right mentors or like how we can build a connect with the mentors i mean it, it begins like uh, when you're doing your uh, like you know, graduation so keep a good connect with your seniors i i still have very good connects with my seniors as well as uh, my juniors as well i you know, i help them they help me and once you get into professional life you know look beyond your project team look beyond your company you know try to like you know meet people you have meetups these days you, know, you have networking events you know uh, go and meet people right uh, listen to their views follow good people on uh, twitter right follow them on linkedin uh that, that would help you like because uh, how you build a connection it's definitely like you know you have like your own uh, you have your own use cases like how you will get connected with somebody but you do always keep trying this like you know and uh, if you want to take you know help from like you know your your immediate connects or your uh, you know your seniors that is definitely that that will be really helpful so start connecting as many people as possible so now what is actually you know on a social platform like linkedin people do have a lot of connection but uh, just wanted to or rather curious to understand how do you nurture your connections like you know how do you make sure that you are connected with them you it's not like you know you're connected once and then you left for few years and then you go back again when you need uh, so how how you personally would maintain these connections uh, 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 throughout the journey oh, well there's always some uh, common areas the common topics and uh, the technology mm -hmm. is being one of them so somebody who is into open source like into like docker container specialization so uh, i would read their uh, articles i would share their articles i would you know uh, attend their uh, you know uh, uh, if they have some events or they're speaking somewhere i would you know i definitely make an attempt to join that and uh, if i'm working with somebody with renewable energies i share some of my 
uh, own findings. Uh, you know, we I make an attempt to you know uh, stay in touch. We you know so the so I may not be able to connect with all of them, but uh, certain key connects, right? I ensure like I I'm in touch with them uh, every month or every uh, every second month at least. So uh, because it's you'll have like you know thousands of connections. If not thousands, maybe at least five, six hundred connections. So it's practically impossible to talk to everybody. But uh, keep an eye. Uh, I keep a slot uh, or weekend where I uh, follow LinkedIn. I uh, check what my uh, specific connects or like I've shortlisted certain uh, connections. So I I make an attempt or weekend to go through this. So my first half of uh, Saturday is always. Uh, dedicated for such activities where I uh, work on my networking, I work on uh, my connections. Where uh, because it's a always give and take. Somewhere uh, they they need something which I could help them, or if they have something which I would need it, right? So uh, keep a slot, right? Because uh, I I divide my weekend into four halves, right? The Saturday first half, Saturday second half, Sunday and you know, Sunday second. And the first talk, like when I get up uh, on Saturday morning, I make an attempt on this. I plan what are the things I could do. I could, you know, I would chalk out my calendar where, you know, uh, because I may not be able to, you know, bother them on weekend, but I plan it in my uh, you know, scheduler that, okay, these are the things I could talk to. I, and we have like one of our uh, friend as well as uh, it's our customer now, Sachin Dabi, works really great in uh, open source area. So I read uh, their article, his company's article, their events and all. And that somehow helps, uh, definitely helps. So they, we, we are up to date. We don't need to say hi, okay, do you remember me? They, because you know, we are in touch all the time. Great. So one of the key challenge, like since I'm also part of an, uh, a startup which is scaling right now, like uh, just, Came out of the early stage. One of the key challenge that we see is to hide the talent. But you mentioned that in 2008, when you started uh, your uh, consulting, you hide you hide uh, people, and now you have a team of 80 members. So, as a self-funding or a bootstrap entrepreneurs, how did you see like this is a difference, and what challenges that you face in hiring the talent, and how you are able to hide the talent? It's it's always challenging like, to get a right talent for your uh, your team uh, and you know I'll be honest like we also face uh, face that even now we face it but uh, what we have been doing uh, I'll just give you one use case uh, one of our senior uh, team member uh, uh, Mr. Prashant so he he joined some other company like you know a couple of months back but he joined us as an intern in 2010. 2011 rather, and he worked with us for last 10 years. Right? So what we did, it was, uh, we had a limited funding, but we always, even now, we uh, invest our time, uh, our money into uh, young young people. Uh, we always have an internship uh, program open uh, for like almost everybody. We, we Even now we have about 10 interns who are working with us and uh, we already made a plan to hire uh, eight of them. Uh, two of them are still under watch, but uh, this actually helps us. So we, you know, offered them internship, and we 
we try to find because it's it's a bit difficult for us to go for a campus interview and you know compete with like large companies who offer them you know uh, higher salary packages it's always difficult and what we have done so we have always gone to tier 2 tier 3 cities right uh, i have hired a lot of people from my own college where i did my uh, graduation me and shreyas both and i also go to uh, my native place solapur uh, because these people they do not have industries around and they do not get like that that much of a exposure so i start going there, uh, and i started going there i started uh, sponsoring their uh, final year projects i started offering them internship and out of you know these efforts uh, we always found a good talent and then uh, once these people are working with you they always refer uh, their friends and they know the culture they know the openness we have and they know they know the growth path uh, they see in the company and that helps them bring their friends so most of our i mean uh, we have never went to any campus interview directly but we have hired through internship and we have got lot of reference we uh, we have rarely advertised our job postings uh, because we keep re- uh, requesting our team members to refer good people and you know they always do so so but uh, this may not work for everybody but this is the best uh, you know any uh, bootstrapping startup should do yeah like as you mentioned like you will get the fresh talent out of the colleges and everything or like uh, other areas but there is there should always be a mix of team right who is already having an experience uh, in building certain applications or the product or taking care of certain process okay like how you usually manage that mix right so uh, what we do uh, so we have a group called uh, you know second quadrant uh that's where like you know we we follow theory where you have importance and you know urgency as of you know uh the x and y coordinates and then there are certain tasks which are uh, important but not urgent that's actually defines your future your you know your career path so we always encourage uh, all of our team members to if you're working on certain area you know try to get a diversification from your current technology you are expert in that but now if you know a front end if you're working on you know mean stack if you're working on aws try to get into devops try to get into gcp right so we always encourage them and uh, most of our team members uh, they get a i mean once they learn or they acquire this new skill set uh, they actually request can i work on second project can i work or like you know weekends or can i put up some like and you know, i can i can uh, spend like 20 hours a month or 40 hours a month you know on separate project so that's where we also find them like you know uh, assignments where which are not time crucial but you know we have to build some mvp build some poc and they improve their skills they you know get experience into that and through that it channelizes you know a good examples for others to follow so in our company every like almost everybody is like multi skilled and uh that actually help us to you know present the skill set or this uh, you know key member uh for their project because we always like present one key member and we build a team around that person so that actually helps helps a lot so another key challenge in the current scenario right okay retaining the best talent 
okay and, and you are also in the most competitive space often i have providing it services and consulting so what, what do you usually do like to ensure that you retain the best talent with you it's uh, it's been very difficult uh, since last 6 6 7 months uh, things have changed you know especially for hiring we have like lot of um, even now we have lot of open positions but hiring is practically uh, impossible for us like so we have elevated some of our team members to take up uh, the empty positions like and uh, I, I, i mean i explained like you know, so we always have this option where they can always opt for a second project or they can finish their work early they can work on like you know second assignment Uh, so we've ensured the the compensation part is always like available for those who who need it and who deserve it so somebody who's you know want to take up second project somebody want to you know work on uh, like you know parallel project they always have that option and if they're getting you know similar package what they would uh, you know they would have got it in their new job we are already offering them so it helps in a both way to retain the people as well as they learn or they explore uh, themselves into new area and it's a win win situation for both the companies as well as the team members okay very <clears throat> probably uh, one thing do you take any extra efforts to shape the culture within organization so this especially when you are at least startup some people say that you know a culture would probably play a bigger role when you expand you are a big company uh, but in a startup you probably do not focus too much on a culture so what's your take on that like what is your experience in terms of no it, it, it does actually tremendously and like you know so we uh, we always treated our team members as a you know our families like you know we <clears throat> we have a, a process where you know we would know you know our uh, team members families you know what is going in their lives right we celebrate their you know success their you know their birthdays you know their you know weddings and everything and we have like you know uh, very flexible leave policies if they want to you know uh, take some break they they want to go for their uh, family events uh, we generally don't uh, you know refuse that we we allow them uh, the condition is they can work they can you know even before this work from home we always encourage you can work from anywhere you can come to office at any time just ensure you work with you finish your work you work with your clients and what we did uh, we have been always doing this actually so we uh, we put our team members into confidence and we asked them to you know manage the customers directly so initially the senior uh, team members would be there but slowly like you know every team member has to communicate with the client so it's not only one person who's talking or a project manager who's talking it's yeah. everybody who has to participate they have to know they have to you know understand you know how customer works you know what are the timings where he would be typically answering your queries giving you information so you try to match that doesn't mean that you'll have to stay up all the night but you find out like you know when they have holidays when they, you know what their culture is if you're working with european customers and if you're working with us based customer you know, so you have to know when thanksgiving is coming so once they you know they connect with customers right uh, it becomes easy for them as well as like you know uh, with us like you know we allow people having like 
one one and a half years of experience to talk to uh, clients directly. Right? Yeah, uh, in fact, we did one experiment which I'm really proud of. So last year we uh, we got about four people from one college in Solapur. Uh, the the students were in third year. We trained them for a good six months. And now uh, two of them were, they are actually working with us and they're doing their fourth year of engineering. And uh, those guys, they're actually surprised. Uh, they are actually talking to customers directly. They're feeling so confident. You know? they, they had issues with the communication. They had issues with like, you know, their, uh, the way they would like work. But in the six months we worked, worked with them, we assigned uh, mentors for them. And uh, they did surprise us. Right? So initially, we, and it's been like almost four months. They're getting a salaries as well as they're doing their engineering now. So I, I feel like, you know, probably it will give a good exposure. And uh, again, the sense of ownership, which will keep them aligned with what is what a company goes or company vision, it will automatically get built into them. And yeah, there's exactly. Like the sense of ownership work. is really important because, you know, they, uh, they start treating that project as their own project, right? Exactly. They know when there's a deployment, they, they adjust their schedule, right? When sometimes if they have some events like a Diwali and all, so when customer starts, you know, accommodating those things. So, yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, it was wonderful talking to you, Avi. Any last advice that you want to give to uh, entrepreneurs who are trying to build their product, who are struggling, uh, don't know what to do, how to proceed forward? So anything that you would like to advise them from your own experience? Just a couple of things and uh, I'll, I'll tell you from my own mistakes. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. So we really never did like a full-fledged business development or a marketing, you know, as a traditional way where we had a, a full-time uh, biz dev or like a marketing person. Uh, that's something we, sh uh, you know, uh, everybody should do right from beginning, once you have like, you know, built a MVP or you have your core strength built, uh, you need to start advertising, right? Do we, even now we, uh, we get all of our business to referral to our existing customers, uh, but it may not be the case for everybody. Obviously it's uh, too much of a competition, right? And you're, you are new, fresh in a business. You need to advertise, you need to, you know, take risk but calculated risk, right? Um, so second thing I would advise, like, you know, always keep an eye on your cash flow, right? Because we faced uh, issues a couple, uh, uh, couple of times in the last 12 years. And what we learned is having cash flow is really important because uh, there can be a scenario where, you know, half of your client may not pay for that month. So what we did, we built our own reservoir where, you know, and building a reservoir is not easy because, you know, you, you're constantly investing into product. You're constantly uh, like, you know, have to pay salaries, your expenses. So we did cut off some budget and we, you know, we uh, assume that, okay, we are getting only this much of a margin or this much of a profit and certain portion of that profit, that margin, we started keeping into banks, you know, as a reserve and we slowly build that reservoir where, you know, you can, uh, for example, we did a uh, recurring deposit every month just to ensure, you know, within like, you know, 18 to 20 months, we build a reservoir, which will help us 
to sustain at least for three months, even if we don't get paid by any single customer. And that actually gives you a confidence, even if you know your uh, cash flow uh, gets in gets imbalanced, or if you have some issues, uh, you don't have to worry too much about like you know your immediate like you know expenses, your salaries, and you know other stuff. So, in a way, sustain, then you can grow. That's two advice I will give to you know any young entrepreneurs who want to bootstrap. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's true. Like, you know, if you cannot sustain, then the growth is far away from you. And when you were talking about that advertising, right? So I remember one of our professor told that, you know, you might be a diamond, but if you're sitting in some mine in Africa, no one will know about you. So you have to come to the exhibition Absolutely. market and then only people will notice you. So definitely. Wonderful advice. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I would really like to thank you, uh, uh, this information will definitely help our audience and uh, thanks for your time and thanks for joining us here. So my pleasure. Thank you, Shreya. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Avinash, for sharing your experiences. Thanks. Yeah. Avinash shared great tips on how to handle a hiring crisis how to nurture the connections, optimizing the operations, and managing your cash flows. So don't forget to subscribe to our podcast as many more interesting stories are lined up this season. If you feel your experience or someone you know can help other entrepreneurs in their journey, then please contact us at entrepreneurialminds.2020 at gmail.com. Keep listening, keep learning. Thank you.